you are listening to the Spine Whisperers podcast. Please know that our doctors are here to only educate, not diagnose on this podcast. If you have any questions, please feel free to find us at www.mfwellness.org. Uh, hello, everybody. We are back. Looks like spring out there. It's technically still winter, but, you know, we get all this nice weather now. Then we get pounded, like, in the middle of April. I'm going to be so mad. It's going to be super frustrating. Well, so We had, like, two inches of snow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, St. Louis St. Louis region, we average 36 inches per, per winter. And I, I, I don't think we've had four. It's been just catastrophic. I think south, south of the city's had more. Yeah, we've had nothing. Hardly anything. It's sad. You know, yeah. Had real plans to enjoy the snow. Like, that's what you, that's what I like about living here. You got all four seasons. I think it's awesome. I wouldn't want it to be just awesome all the time. You, you just don't. You just don't know when they're going to happen. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right, bro. That's right. So, uh, winter, no, uh, or spring. With no, me, we're in winter, no, summer. With me today, uh, <laughs> I like that one piece of paper that has like a like false spring, second mud season. Yeah. Somebody had it. Monica put it up one time. It was really funny. It was like yeah. you were here. It's like second mud. So with me, as always, Dr. Matt Fink. Hello, Dr. Brad Mauer. Yes. And then um, I'm running the mics today because I wanted to do kind of a special. Uh, family research podcast, just really quick, just bring you guys up to date on anything interesting regarding research and chiropractic that has to do with helping you raise healthy kids or just be healthy yourself. And um, now that um, I'm going to say that COVID is on the back burner, I guess is what I'll say. A lot of the research dollars have been getting allocated uh, back into other research studies that doesn't have something to do with COVID. So it's pretty great. It's pretty great. And so um, two things I wanted to bring to your attention. The first is a study um, where they were looking at um, video games and children's cognitive abilities. So it's something we've we've always said, like, you know, the TV is going to turn their brains to mush or playing video games with their friends all day is going to turn their brains to mush. And one super great study from about six years ago noted that children who play video games are better than children that don't at working with a team. And um, that was a pretty cool study. That first, that came out, that was like 07 or 08. But the one I want to talk about this morning um, for a minute is just that there's a study that had looked at like, hey, does this impair these kids' ability to think later on? And the answer is is unequivocally no. You know, they it's a pretty big study. It was completed this year. It was published on, I think, the 7th, just this month, just February. And it was done um, in the Journal of Media Psychology. And it was pretty good. It was funded by the, yeah, it was. It was, it was funded by National Science Foundation. So pretty good study. It wasn't funded by um, Sega or, or PlayStation. You know, Xbox didn't have any money. Mountain Dew was not sponsoring, you know, that study. And um, Yeah, Monster. Monster's not in Monster, there. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Monster Energy didn't sponsor. Red Bull, get your wings. And um, and the if point that uh, that I, I want to make is, like, I don't, I don't care that video games don't mess with their cognitive. That's not the problem with the kids today. The problem with kids today is that they don't go outside and they don't move around. That's the problem. If you take video games and you put them outside, I am all for that. You know, I'm all for some Mario Kart out in the woods. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes to get your child outside, that is what I am for. And so I want people to understand that. You know, it's the same thing when we argue about processed foods or we argue about um, Nutra or Splenda. And people are like, oh, I heard they're bad. I heard there's bad. You know, what's bad is overconsumption of calories. That's what's bad. That's what has a lot of documented effects. 
So whatever we got to do to get those down, then we can talk about the rationale afterwards. So what I want people to understand is that, no, video games don't mess with how your kids think. It doesn't right. impair them at all. The problem is you can't play video games while you're walking. And once you can, awesome. And we're almost there, but we're not there now. And so I just want parents to know, hey, sometimes you got to play Mario Kart. I'm down with it, man. Like, I'll, I'll play with you. It'll be awesome. But we're going to go for a walk first. We're going to get out of that. We're going to do something. And I'm just begging moms and dads, you know, please, they got to go outside. They got to go. You got to go with them, and they got to go. Yep. It's tough now. You know, the long, cold winter, the wind, the every, yeah, I know. You've got every reason not to do it. But you got to do it. We got to do it. That's the problem. No excuses here because we didn't have winter. So. Yeah, we really didn't. Yeah. We really didn't. Just 60 degrees. It's just dark. You know, or a treadmill. What? I mean, who cares? Who cares? You know, I have rescinded. You know, you see all these scary things about the treadmill, but I have rescinded my policy regarding treadmills, at, at, like at my house. I'm like, boys, don't get on that thing. You know, because my kids are they'll like swing from the rails like they're orangutans. You know, like you're just gonna get rope burns. But my kids, like, I, if they want to do, I don't care. I watch them, show them how to use it, and I don't care. You know, like whatever, whatever it takes to get a mile on those kids. I don't care what it, I don't care what it takes. And that's how you've got to be. You've got to be like, there's convenience and then there's health. We started off healthy but inconvenient as children of like the 70s and 80s, you know. But these young people, it's so convenient for them that it's just super unhealthy. It is a lot of convenience. And you're, you're oftentimes going to be the lone parent doing something awesome for your kids. And um, you're never going to get the credit for it except for we will know that you did it and we love you. We know it's tough. Yeah. If you want to, you know, we know it's tough. And um, I have seen both Dr. Matt and Dr. Brad on occasion have to step in to back up. Some parents are talking about this or that and their kids in the office getting adjusted to it. They're like, hey, I don't want to blah, blah, blah. And then there's no faster way to get Dr. Matt to activate his dad bones than to telling your mom and dad no in this practice. And so if you need us to help you talk to your kids, man, we'll do that. We'll do anything. We will do anything to see your child happy and healthy. And more and more and more, as we look at the studies coming back, lack of motion, lack of spinal motion is really driving a lot of changes to the way people's brains work. It's really interesting. It's horrible, but it's interesting. And one of the, one of the really good ways to go about making sure your kid gets outside or, or does some sort of exercise is make sure that you're, you're gapping those time periods that your, your kid's playing the iPad or on their phone. Mm -hmm. So if they're playing for a half an hour, give them that half an hour, no problem. But right. they're outside or they're doing something else for a half mm -hmm. an hour. It's the continuous mm -hmm. bad posture or overstimulation. That's it. Thank you through, for bringing that through, up. Through, through a couple right. hours, yeah. That's right. Cognitive, who cares? What's your kid doing when they're, are they playing on an iPad looking down? Because forget that. That's a horribly unhealthy position. You move that head forward one millimeter relative to the spine. You're taking away from apical lung volume. You're elevating carotid artery blood pressure. You're elevating spinal canal pressure. You're doing all kinds of stuff to their upper extremity and their shoulders. Like, if you, I'm talking about video games on a TV that is eye height, not an iPad. An iPad, you just throw in the trash. You use it, you know, they're incredibly useful, but don't game on those things. That's right. You know, no matter how big the iPad is, it's the posture. So thank you for bringing that up. I, I would have been mad. Yeah, we've spent time talking about the, the quote-unquote horn. Yeah, man. In the back of the head. Yeah, we've podcast laughing about it. And now yeah. all this week, some massive, 
There's some good ones. We Dude, saw some good ones this, massive, this week so far. Massive calcification of the uh, erector spinae and the uh, other muscles at the base of the skull. It's incredible how bad it is. Remember when we were laughing about it? Yeah. We did a podcast years ago. We were just joking about it. Like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, the podcast is uh, that. It's called Children of the Horn. Children yeah. of the Horn. That's but right. I think it was the use of the term horn. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. Right. But it is. It develops. It's like fingernails. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm bone. Right. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. All right. That's the first one. The second one is a study um, that came out of the BMC. And then, so they have a geriatric publication. And um, it's really good. It's open access. A bunch of really good studies. They just look at um, health in elderly populations. Now, when they say geriatric, they mean populations feeding into the geriatric population. So not 80 and 90-year-olds, but they're talking about anything 50 and 55 plus. Now, as somebody that's going to be 50 someday, if you call me geriatric, I'll come get you. But there's a difference between being 20 and being not 20. And you're only 20 years old for like 15 minutes. So you just have to spend the rest of your life kind of preparing to not be 20. And so um, what they looked at was, was this, you know, from time to time, the news stations will be like, man, we're low on ratings. What can we do? Well, well we got to scare people into doing something. And they'll run some complete BS story about stroke and chiropractic. And we've done podcasts on it, but I just want to update you guys with the latest information. And so what these guys did was they just looked at two very large groups of people and they looked at everyone that had had a Part B Medicare outpatient encounter. So that's a very, very large group of people. So from 2007 to 2015, every single Medicare Part B that got an adjustment, they looked at those people, whether they had strokes versus a control group that did not. So they matched the, uh, the group for the age, then they matched it for claims, and then they matched it for a crossover case analysis, comparing the cases themselves to like the previous six to seven months. You know, how are they doing versus that? And then they looked at different time frames: seven days after, 14 days after, and then 30 days after. And the conclusion is that among Medicare beneficiaries that participated in the study, that's pretty much everybody, because they're just recording data, the risk of dissection is no greater than that in the control group, meaning there's no difference. So it's incredibly irresponsible, incredibly irresponsible to call chiropractic dangerous or stroke-inducing, especially in the light of the opioid crisis that we're in and in light of everything else that's going on and how patients, the studies coming out demonstrating patients getting better without the use of drugs, you know, it's just ridiculously irresponsible. And anybody that says it, in worst case, it's libel. And, and it, at best, it's, it's medical malpractice. And I would say we still hear that still, from a patient to this you day, know, saying that they're their friend. some physician or some, yeah. someone in the oh, medical. Oh, watch you know, out. Watch yeah, out. You know. Has told them, oh, don't, don't go there. Yeah. Stroke. It's still. Stroke. And it's like they're so, they're so irresponsible. They just think they can say whatever they want because they've heard it. And it's they just need to grow up. They just need to grow up. And if they want to talk about it, they know where they can find us. You know, like I'm just at some point, they just have to knock it off, you know. And, and this they, is a study done by, like you said, this is. Yeah, this, yeah, this is, isn't some chiropractor doing the yeah. study, you know. There's no chiropractor on this study, I don't think. No, Wheaton. No, there's not. It's just, it's ridiculous. So I just want to make sure everybody understands it. Now, having said that. Of the 50 billion bones we move, there's only one bone itself that leads to that, or, or not leads to that, but is implicated in that. And man, we don't even, I, we rarely even do those adjustments here anyway. 
you know? And so it's just it's just ridiculous. Just knock it off, you know? I just, in light of everything else that's going on, how scared people are and how they need, like, real solid help, real good information, you know? What, what's going on after COVID? What's real? What's not? What's diets? What, you know, nutrition? Instead of doing that, they just want to just reach out and just say something stupid about the work that we're doing here. So, so again, my invitation to talk to anybody of those, of those guys is open. And if they ever uh, want to make a comment about it, then they know where they can find me. And uh, I've got a couple things that I want to say to them. So that'll be a really good conversation, I think. So anyway, I just wanted to go over those two things. So number one, let's get those kids moving, you know, and get those, make sure we're playing those video games on a TV. And then number two, knock it off with the stroke thing. Just knock it off. You know, that's not to say that strokes don't happen in chiropractic offices. Of course they do. People show up with them. No intervention is free of risk. No intervention. From walking in the door to a place to open heart surgery. They all carry an inherent risk. To label chiropractic as dangerous or risky as compared to any other one is just re it's beyond ridiculous. It's irresponsible. Anyway, uh, Dr. Matt, you have something else you want to talk about? Yeah, I just wanted to give a, a shout out to Dr. David Elton. He's been kind of doing some behind the scenes work on getting chiropractic not more accepted because we know it's already accepted, but regarding the insurance, we have to fight for every insurance claim that we send out. Physically fight. We have to physically fight. Now, most of our patients don't either don't know this or like, oh, you guys are getting paid by the insurance, right? More than likely not. The reason why is because the insurance game has changed in the last 20 years. It's a disaster. And for chiropractors now, we have to resubmit, redo notes. Mm. Same um, thing with all your manual therapists. Yeah, PTs yeah. get it worse than us, actually. Yeah, I've heard many complaints from some of the Our PTs physical we take care of. Yeah. Really mad, really mad. And they have a right to be. So uh, Dr. David is, has gone through a couple different studies regarding chiropractic and the first line of treatments. And going to chiropractors first is actually the most effective, most cost-effective, and most reliable way regarding treatment of neck pain, low back pain, helps reduce uh, the addiction to the opioids, helps reduce the overall length of the case. So he's got a couple different things going on. So Dr. David Elton, thank you for your work in the Good insurance. Good job, Dave. Insurance. And that article actually comes from Dynamic Chiropractic. Yeah. We see you, um, David. In December. So. We see you out there. Uh, Doing the work. Yeah, 2022. So just uh, a couple months ago. Yeah. Pretty cool. Of the year. Maybe we should have him on our podcast. We should. That'd Dude, we should. David, we're coming for you. That's a great idea, Brad. Yeah. The other thing is there's a certain amount of times for each age group regarding screen time. If you have oh, questions, shoot. if you have questions, we have answers. I love it. My email is Go. Do Dr. Matt. Boom. At mm. mfwellness.org. All right. We love you guys. Thanks very much. We'll be in the office screaming about stuff as well. And then uh, let's get ready for spring. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. The spring, right. spring is sprung. It's already here, yeah. All right, talk to you guys later. A big thank you goes to Hug Monster Sound for all the hard work they put into making us sound so great. 